What's up, everybody? This is Toby, and you're listening to the Diverse Podcast, where I sit down with candidates, employers, and entrepreneurs to share their stories and best advice. I'm the founder of Diverse, which is a careers platform supporting underrepresented young professionals and helping them find roles with inclusive employers. Head over to wearediverse.io for the latest opportunities and free resources. Subscribe to us on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts, and find us on YouTube at We Are Diverse as well. Hope you enjoy this episode. Cool. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of the Diverse Podcast. Uh, my name is Toby, I'm sure you know me by now, and I'm here with the Laws Zimmy, who is uh, a data analyst at The Zone, which is uh, very, very exciting. So, the uh, Laws, why don't you start off by giving us just a quick intro and letting us know a bit more about who you are and, and what you do at The Zone? Sure. Thank you, Toby. Thank you for having me on this podcast. So, as you stated, my name is Dolores Zimmy. I attended the University of Nottingham where uh, I studied computer science, um, four-year course, and I did a, a year in industry where I worked at Manis as a junior data scientist. And now I'm working at um, the zone as a uh, data analyst. Awesome, awesome. And so um, for anyone who doesn't know, do you want to give a quick overview of, of the zone? Yeah, so the zone is essentially a subscription service where we just uh, cover a wide range of sports. Um, it's mainly live um, on demand sports, but also we show uh, non live content such as documentaries and boxing shows. We show everything from boxing, UFC, uh, football, F1. It just depends on what, um, what market we have rights to. So in the UK, we're mainly known for boxing because we're partnered with uh, Eddie Hearn's promotional company. But in other markets, we show, for example, in Germany, we show their, their national league, the Bundesliga. In Italy, we have rights to Syria. So yeah, it just depends on which market. Yeah, no, really, really exciting, really, really exciting place to work. And a lot of people are always, uh, by the sound of it, desperate to get into sport. You know, it's uh, notoriously difficult to get in, which is, you know, why I was really, really keen to chat with you. And um, I was saying just before we got on this, that what my first job out of university was at BT Sport. So, um, uh, and, and actually news recently, Zones actually bought BT Sport, which is a, a major move in, in this market. So that's going to be a lot more rights for the zone in the uk so if you haven't heard of them already you know you're going to be watching champions league and premier league on there pretty soon which is that's exciting right yeah very exciting i'm a huge football fan so i'll um and, and a boxing fan actually so i mean i've heard about the zone for a long time ever since they got the rights to show anthony joshua fights in america and um and then they had that um that 10 fight deal with canelo alvarez which for people who don't don't watch boxing, Canelo Alvarez is like he's like the Ronaldo of boxing. He's the biggest draw. So yeah, they've been on my radar for a long time. So it was a no-brainer when I when I saw them, when I saw the uh, job application. I was like, yep, definitely want to work here. Yeah. So talk to me a little about about that then, in terms of your your motivation for wanting to work there. And you know, so so do you think you know you're really passionate about sport? You've always wanted to work in, in something you're passionate about because it's quite interesting. Not a lot of people think about it in that that sort of terms, I don't think. A lot of people don't think um, match my personal passion, what I do in my personal life with with work. Sometimes we sort of keep them separate. But um, what was your thought process on that then? Tell us a bit more about that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's exactly that. So I would usually apply for any job related to data, so data analyst or data scientist. And um, I didn't really think about the, the company that I was working for. I just wanted to analyze data. But I think applying for the zone, uh, a sports-based company, it really uh, makes a difference day-to-day the work you're doing because it's like you are I, I am also a customer well not a customer but I am also someone who uses the product whereas if I was working for let's say a company that specializes in car insurance it just I wouldn't be able to relate as much so I think that really carries over when you're doing the work and yeah that was a that was a huge motiv- motivation for me actually applying applying uh, sports knowledge with data yeah yeah and, and, and I was the same to be honest I, I kind of liked working on something where you know you can go home and tell your friends about it and they're interested to know what's going on you know um, I, I used to work as a product manager at one point and help build uh, the sport app on Apple TV and so you know you go home watch a game with your friends and it's like you can basically <laughs> flex and say you built this <laughs> thing they're watching <laughs> right now that's pretty cool so yeah. yeah, very cool. Yeah, I think more people should think about that. What, what is it like then to work there? What's the environment like, the culture? Yeah, so obviously, as you know, with COVID, um, the office hasn't been as packed as it usually was. Uh, but when I when I have been in the office, yeah, it's a really cool environment. Basically, everybody's a sports fan. So everyone has their different sports. Mainly everyone's a football fan, but you have people that, really like F1 or they really like boxing. So yeah, so it's a really uh, cool environment, but the office is not as packed at, as um, it it used to be. I used to, when I, when I speak to uh, my colleagues, they used to tell me how, I mean, before COVID, you have to, you'd have to get in a queue just to use a toilet or use the microwave. So yeah. <laughs> So it's only it's only really packed on Tuesday to, during the middle of the week, but yeah, it's a really really cool environment to work in. Awesome, awesome. And before we get into, because I, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be eager, even more so now that the zone's growing in the UK, um, people are going to be even more keen now to to work there. So it'd be great to hear about your journey in terms of applying and what you think they they look for and that sort of thing. But before we get into that, you know, your your role now as a data analyst, what does what does that look like? What what are you kind of getting up to? What what does that involve for anyone who, who's not aware? So my role it essentially it involves analyzing large um, amounts of data to sort of guide stakeholders to make business decisions. So right now I'm working in the I work a lot with a, a customer data. So we have, um, we give out a bunch of surveys to customers who use the platform on uh, different journeys that they've had. So for example, an example of a journey would be signing up. So we would ask them, um, did signing up meet your expectations? They can answer yes or no. And then for those who answer no, they can um, sort of explain why it didn't. So I sort of um, analyze that data uh, build out dashboards, which is just a um, collection of like uh, graphs and showing key metrics. And then this would help 
the uh, my bosses to sort of make a decision on which areas to target regarding, for example, the sign up journey. So yeah, that's what I'm mainly doing right now. Interesting in that. So essentially, you're analysing you know customer journeys, things that relate to customers, and then feeding that into probably you know the product team that will then look at that and say, okay, most customers are falling off at this point or they don't like this stage let's make this better let's improve this and ultimately you know that means you can get more customers and keep more customers right so yeah yeah um yeah and, and data seems to be a really really interesting area for you know within within tech to to get involved in as one of your first jobs outside of university because it seems like you can sort of hit the ground running and contribute to the team straight away but yeah definitely i mean if you look at most companies, everything that they do, the main decisions that they make, they have to, it will be wise for them to use data. I mean, we have just so much of it. So, yeah, it's, um, in every sort of tech company, there's going to be loads of positions relating to data. So it's a very good field to get into. Awesome. So talk us through your sort of application journey then. How did that go? You know, what do you think you did to perform well? How did you get the job, basically? So I applied for the zone. I can't remember on which job board it was. It was either LinkedIn or Indeed. It was one of those two. So I done I done my usual job search of data analyst. I saw it come up. I um, read the job description. Some some of the things on there um, I I couldn't do. For example, they they talked about uh, A-B testing, which I had no experience of, but I didn't let that discourage me because most of the most of the um, the, the skills on the job description I had, so I was confident. Um, and then after, I'd say a month later, the internal recruiter contacted me saying that she uh, liked my experience that I had at uh, Manise. So, she wanted to set up an interview, then had a really uh, informal interview with her. Last, I don't know, like 10, 15 minutes, just talking about my background. How did you hear about the zone? And uh, that's where I really, I say, I emphasize the fact that I was a sports fan. So uh, usually with, with a lot of um, companies, I would have to do like a lot of research into them. But with the zone, it was, it was kind of different because they were already very familiar to me because um, I'm a football fan and a boxing fan. So yeah, I, I really made it um, a point to really stress that. And then um, I had the, an interview with um, my manager, my current manager. And um, yeah, so that, that was um, sort of to gauge how I would do in the particular role. So it would give me particular scenarios on sort of what would you do in this situation um which that interview didn't last that long either maybe it was like around half an hour and then I passed that and then I had the sort of uh, technical interview where I was interviewed by a data scientist and it was mainly to ask questions uh, technical questions on the work that I did at money so he was mainly asking me questions about machine learning, which, um, which is what I mainly did uh, back at Manise. Um, so that was quite that was, that was quite a difficult interview. I mean, I passed most of the questions, but um, 
I guess you, you have to be, you have to understand that when you're doing these interviews, especially for um, an entry level role, they're, they're not expecting you to know everything. You just have to be willing to, um, you have to be willing to, sh you have to show them that you're, you're teachable and you don't know it all because in past interviews, it was kind of hard to me, hard to me, hard for me to say, I don't know. I will try and make up an answer, but I learned from those mistakes. So, um, so when, when there was a question that I didn't, um, I couldn't answer, I would just loud say, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure, but could you please explain? And then he would explain it. So I think that was one of the reasons why that interview went well. Uh, and then the final stage interview, it was, uh, man, I can't, I can't re really remember. It was, it was another really informal one. It was mm. with um, a manager from another team who's, who wanted, um, he wanted to, sorry, he wanted to help out um, my manager, basically, because they work closely with each other. So that was a more, uh, more or less informal chat as well. Asking my motivations, why there's own, you know, typical questions like that. And yeah, then I got the job. Also ecstatic. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure yeah. you are as as a big sports fan. And uh, congrats to you, man. That, that's incredible to have that on your CV as well. Now it's really 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 powerful. So that's interesting. Thanks so much for to walking walking us through that. And there's a few lessons in there. I think you know, firstly, you know, you you match most of the job description, but not all of it. And um, I think that's the first really really important lesson. Um, very I think. I'm not sure the exact average is here, but well, one one company I spoke to actually, they said on average the the person they hire who get who gets the job matches about 60% of the job description. So even if you only have 50, 40%, you know you should still still apply if you think you're really excited about that role because who knows they might because the job description in a lot of ways is like a bit of a wish list. Um, it's not a it's not it's not exactly the requirement of what you necessarily do need because they might not find someone who matches the, all of that wish list, wish list. So if you don't apply, you know, that's a hundred percent chance you're not getting that that job, right? Yeah, but if you go for absolutely. it, then then who knows? So and 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 you never know. Sometimes you apply to a role and you don't get that one, but the but now you're on the radar of the company. You know, you can make a connection, and then maybe you get referred for for a different job. So I think that's that's the first important lesson. And then the other one is. And, and I think I, I found this as well, you know, having worked in sport, it's so much easier to apply for companies and roles that you are genuinely passionate about. And yeah. passion is sort yeah. of a bit of a cliche thing that gets thrown around. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm really passionate about, um, I, I won't say, I would be disparaging about any particular <laughs> career path. But, you know, you, you hear people claim to be passionate about all sorts of things. Um, like, I don't know, actually, I will say it like, I don't know, like tax or audit or something, you know, it's just yeah. super yeah, passionate you know, about it. I mean, really unlikely, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm sure a lot of people are, to be fair. So, um, but it's so much easier if that is actually true and you are truly passionate about something. And I think it's, it, you can, I always found writing the cover letter for those roles is so much easier. You can do it so, so quickly because you're not sort of trying to stretch in any way. You're just being really honest about, you know, where you want to work and what you want to do. And, you know, the other thing you did is really make sure you mentioned that in the interview process as well. And that's what they're going to be looking for. They're going to be looking for other people that are really passionate and interested in sport. And so you made that really, really, really clear to them. 
Um, and you mentioned also it was quite a casual sort of conversation. So you, I'm, I'm yeah. imagining you're building quite good rapport with the, the interviewer. Um, so is there anything else that we, we didn't cover in terms of what you think DAZN might be looking for? If anyone in our network now is thinking desperate to work there, is there any other things you think DAZN look for in their new hires? I imagine it's going to be passion for sport and things like that. It's very important. But uh, yeah, anything else? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, th that is the main thing I, I would say, just having um, a passion for a particular sport and I, I guess really trying to make a difference. Um, so I'll say I'll say I'll say that's the that's the main thing. The other things are sort of cliche, which um, would apply to many companies. But I'll say if you have those, you have a really really good chance. Awesome. Yeah, that's really really good. And I think I, I imagine that that sort of organisation they're also interested in what else you can bring to the table. Are, are there lots of different like networks and different things to get involved in internally? Um, I guess it, it, so. So I think I've heard from a lot of tech companies. You know, if you can really explain something else that you're passionate about that's maybe outside of the job role that you can bring to the table, you know, maybe you can uh, probably they've got a lot of sports teams already, but hypothetically you could go in, start a sports team and, and that sort of thing, or you know, contribute to the DNI network. I think these things are really important um in addition to your core sort of role. But um no, that's that's been really good, that's really helpful. So yeah, as as we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to share? Any advice um for anyone out there? It's been difficult recruitment period for I think a lot of young people uh, I don't know if you found that as well if you, you you're having sort of challenges with your applications before you got this one but any, any thoughts on that yeah so um, I'd say for anyone that's looking to get into data analysis I'll say that um, it's very important um, so I'll, I'll describe the tools that you need so the the basic ones is um, Excel um, SQL as well is uh, quite standard, but I, I wouldn't say you really need um, SQL because it depends on the size of the data that you're looking at. So if you're looking at if your company is looking at millions and billions of rows, then you're most likely to use SQL because it's easier for data manipulation. You um, also would be very helpful as well if you know Python that would sort of make you stand apart from stand out from other data analysts because uh, with Python it's a really powerful programming language you can use it to uh, do advanced um, analysis with the data as well so I'll, I'll, I would what would be uh, an example of that? that just for me who who's not a I know very little about this world so how does how does like because that's a coding language isn't it Python how does that yeah. come into data analysis then so I, with, with Python, um, even though this is this is not, it doesn't really fall into the data analyst role, but you could you it has powerful libraries where you could use machine learning so to sort of uh, predict outcomes in the future. So I would say that's why um, Python is really powerful language. I'll help you stand out amongst data analysts. Um, another tool that I would recommend as well is using a visual a visualization tool to display um, charts. So Excel is, is good as well, but also 
um, a tool that's used a lot by data analysts is uh, Tableau and Power BI. So I would definitely recommend um, taking up courses on those, or it could you could um, look at YouTube videos and replicate some. Uh, also, I would um, I would a, a key element of a data analyst is also explaining your findings. So um, I would say that having a good soft skills is really important because sometimes when you're explaining your findings to your stakeholders, they might not be as uh, data savvy. So you have to find a way to sort of make it so that it's in layman's terms. Um, and I, I would also recommend taking a project, so a data analyst based project. Um, so I know that there's a website called Kaggle, K-A-G-G-L-E, where they have data sets on everything. So uh, it can be from sports to probably music data sets, and you can download those data sets and undertake a, a project of your choice. So this would be very good to show uh, re recruiters that uh, not, not only do you have the knowledge, but you can see I can apply it, which I really recommend. Incredible, incredible. So uh, yeah, a few links there to, to go and look up if you're interested in becoming a data analyst and hopefully joining the laws at the zone, then uh, go check that out or maybe add those to the description in, in the podcast. Um, before I leave you, Delors, uh Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, next next month, <laughs> who's coming out on top? Put you on the spot. This being Man, recorded, so. um, you know, I actually actually rate Jake Paul. I think he has he has good hands. Um, Tommy Fury, he, I'm not I'm not convinced by him yet. I mean. He hasn't fought anybody of note, but I understand it because he's still very early into his, into his career. But I'm actually going to go with Jake Paul. Wow, you heard it here first. All right, hot take. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, he's got he's got good hands, man, and yeah, he can take a yeah. punch as well. That they they make him tough over there. So, uh, um, all right, cool. And who's your football team? I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, Arsenal. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, me too. I don't know why I had that feeling. Maybe it's because of what you just said, but we're all good. We're, it's top four this season. Don't don't worry. Don't worry. We're sneaking there. Um, yeah, I, doubt, I doubt it. I doubt it. But okay. you can we'll believe. See. I'm a believer, man. All right. Thanks so much. Let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. And uh, yeah, if anyone's looking for a role right now, head over to wearediverse.io. Plenty of opportunities right now. Plenty of resources. Let's get you hired.